Welcome to another episode of Out of the Pods. I'm Deep T. And I'm Natalie. Your welcome had such a happy little back to it. You're <laughs> I'm like, a, welcome. I'm in, good, <laughs> I'm in a good mood today, baby. <laughs> I am too, because we are recapping the ultimatum queer love. I'm so yes. excited to like share my thoughts on this, discuss the first five episodes with you. Oh my gosh, it is such a good show. Dude, it's so good. And I swear, like even just the five, the first five episodes that I watched, I already have so many thoughts and my opinions have changed over the course of them so much. So I'm just really excited because there's just so much to talk about. I know there's so much for those of you who don't like spoilers. We are only recapping episodes one through five on this episode, but on next week's episode, we'll be doing episodes six through 10. So we just want to put it out there um, for those of you who haven't caught up on, on the season yet, but it is on Netflix and it is very, very good. So we highly recommend Um, before we get into that though, we want to do a little debrief and breakdown of our last episode called the lost stories of love is blind season four. If you haven't listened to it yet, please do, because we think it's actually a really good episode. Mm -hmm. Um, we spoke with Wendy Kong and JP Schultz, um, on that episode and they got engaged on season four to other people, but the show chose not to follow their stories. Um, we learned quite a bit (laughs) of things after that episode came out. Um, and we just want to share it with you guys and also share our thoughts on the things that we learned. Um, for those of you who listened, uh, JP got engaged to a woman named Ava in the pods. Um, and what he had said on our episode is that he saw her at reveal and it was really, really good. Um, and then they found out that their story was not being followed. So they were sent home back to Seattle and he saw her at the airport. They had a conversation about how she wanted to stay on the same accelerated timeline um, as the other couples whose stories were being followed, how they have their wedding like, you know, three weeks after getting engaged. And he was like, that's just not feasible. Like, I can't fund that wedding. And um, we can't fund that wedding ourselves. On the plane ride home, he broke off the engagement with Ava and proposed that they continue dating and that he mm-hmm. he also told her like he still loved her. Um, so anyways, that's what he said. And then she came out yeah. with a statement on her Instagram stories. Do you want to read a few pieces of that? Yes. Okay. So Ava, um, posted to her IG and we reshared it on out of the pods as well. But, um, again, like Natalie said, go back and listen to the episode with JP so you can get more context, um, to this statement. So I'm just going to read off a pieces of it because it's pretty long. Um, okay. So, So she says, um, and quote, there has been some serious accusations made by JP yesterday in his interview with Out of the Pods that are inaccurate and considered as slander. She goes on to say, in a text text to me, JP ended the engagement and wanted to date. In a text to another cast member, he said it was completely over. He just did not know how to say it to me without being the bad guy. I saw the text myself. And then she says, the same cast member and others told me he said I was ugly, that he did everything he could, but he could not get past the way I looked physically. And boy, do I understand that one. (laughs) Um, Okay. And then she goes on to say, uh, the same cast member and others told me he made advancements on another cast member who was engaged. I confirmed it with this person then that this is true. The same cast member told me he wrote a letter to Netflix saying he made a mistake by picking me and asked to go back on the show for a second chance. I was with this cast member when she called a couple others who shared this information with her. Dude, this is so messy and it's insane that we are the magnet <laughs> to this drama and I hate that we stirred up some shit, but like, what are your thoughts? How do you, how do you uh, interpret all this? <laughs> I don't know. It was a lot. I really felt sad for Ava when I read her statement because, I mean, it sucks. If what she is saying is true, yeah. the way JP ended the relationship, it's just really shitty. I think he went about it in all the wrong ways. Um, we also received a DM from a friend of a woman who was getting text messages from JP on the same plane ride home back to Seattle. So the one that him and Ava were on and while he was texting Ava, like, you know, ending the engagement, but he wanted to still date and that he, you know, he also 
told her he loved her. He was texting this other woman, you know, I missed you. Let's talk when I'm back. And so I don't know. It's like just based on Ava's statement and also that DM with those text messages, um, I'm like, did J was JP just trying not to look like the bad guy ending the relationship? Yeah. Like, you know, if, if that's the case, he should have been more forthcoming. And um, I'm not saying he should have told Ava, like, I'm not physically attracted to you. But I think that instead of kind of like leading her on mm-hmm. of like, I love you, let's date. I think he should have just been really honest that he wanted to end the relationship. Yeah, and and I relate to this so much because obviously with my ex, he wasn't physically attracted to me. So it's kind of shitty to be in that position and to hear it from other people. I think it just makes it so much worse. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that, uh, you know, that I would do things differently, whatever, like, because you know what, I'm not feeling the emotions that both of these people are feeling. So it's hard to sit there and, you know, say that you would have done things differently. But for me, like based on what we've learned um, from JP's interview and Ava's statement and this DM, it just looks really shady. It looks shady. It sucks. Because um, I th- I do agree with you. I think JP could have handled it differently. If he didn't see a future with Ava, I wish he would have just been honest with her because I think it stirred up so many emotions in her that that she kind of acted in revenge almost because of the situation. And so I think both of them are in the wrong and I wish they would just fucking communicate and fucking solve this problem. I don't know. Or sometimes you don't need to communicate and you just have to like let it go. And I feel like that's something that they need to do as well. We talked about this in our episode with JP and Wendy, right? About Mm -hmm. how Ava came out with like a bunch of text messages and and this statement about JP, you know, like really treating her wrong um, yeah. when Love is Blind season four premiered. Um, I feel like she came out with that statement to be like vindictive. And I understand mm-hmm. she was hurt, but it wasn't the right thing to do either of her like putting out that statement. Yeah. Um uh, yeah, it, it's tough. It's tough because I was like, and then JP wants to come on our podcast to tell his side of the story. And I yeah. also get that too, because I was like, I think I would, you know, react the same way. Um, but I do think that if what both of them are saying are true, like they both went around mm-hmm. about things like very incorrectly. I don't yeah. know. Yes, I I. <laughs> I do see how um, I think JP initially hurt Ava by breaking off the engagement, but not really having the intention of seeing through seeing it through on the dating piece of it. So I'm sure she was hurt, but her actions based on that hurt were hurtful to JP. So it's like they both are just coming at each other, honestly, you yeah. know, and that's what it seems like. And they both have yeah. the right to share their stories, but... I think you and I sitting here, we're just like, what do we make of this? <laughs> because there's a lot going on. Uh, Can I be honest? Yeah. I think what I learned, like being in this reality TV show space is like, mm-hmm. it's hard to really, we can, ha- we can have our opinions, right? Yeah. Um, we yes. can have our opinions. We could have our reactions. Um, but it's hard to do it with people where their stories and their behaviors weren't shown on the show, right? Like Deep D and I don't know Ava and JP. Their stories... Right weren't shown on love is wine season four. Um, and all we have are these like text messages and things like that. And so it doesn't feel right for us to take a side nor make like full, full judgments and, mm-hmm. and like talk about like who's really telling the truth or not, because like we don't no. know them. Exactly. And remember, I always say this, there's always three sides to a story, baby. Like one is, you know, perspective A, perspective B, and then the real truth. So it's just hard to sit here and, you know, say that um, one is right and one is wrong. I think they both did right and they both did wrong. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. I mean, I definitely feel for Ava though. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I read that statement. I was like, I feel your anger and I feel your hurt. And if everything you're saying is true, I do think it's like, it is justified. Um, but also, you know, to JP's point too, of like, uh, 
how are you going to go on a podcast and say you weren't attracted to your fiance? Um, I don't think that he should have put more of the blame on her like he did on our podcast, but I, I do think that he was also believing what he was saying too. So mm-hmm. it's hard to say like, maybe that is also a piece of the truth. Maybe yeah. it was because she, there was an accelerated timeline. He's like, we just can't do that. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just don't know. But So yeah. anyways, uh, another uh, big thing that came from last week's podcast is we put out a clip of Wendy speaking about her connection with Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, and people were saying in the comments that it was just like a bit suspicious, particularly when she said that she connected with Paul after he returned to Seattle from Mexico. Um, also while he was with Micah and this was during filming. And then, uh, Wendy says that she needed to disconnect because he needed to see things through with Micah. You know, at the time when we were interviewing her, I remember hearing it and being like, wait, what? Yeah. Remember I asked that clarification question and I was like, wait, wait, what? But she kind of just. Yeah. And then when she clarified, I was like, oh, maybe I misheard the first Mm -hmm. time around. Yeah. After seeing some of the comments, I was like, okay, I I understand that sounds really weird. Mm -hmm. It sounds weird. Like, I'm not going to. And at the end of the day, it could have been innocent, just like, hey, like, um, we're back, whatever. Um, It could have been like an innocent exchange. um, But, you know, we don't know. But it does sound a little suspicious. Yeah. Yeah. I think the piece that people thought sounded really suspicious is when she says she needed to disconnect because he needed to see things through with Micah Mm -hmm. that made it sound like her and Paul had a, like more of a romantic connection that he had to kind of like let go of because he was engaged to Micah. Um, So yeah, I don't know what to make of it. What I will say though is um, yeah, again, it comes down to like, we don't know the truth. We don't know what's going on. It could have been like just a minor slip up. There could be more to the story. And, you know, um, but that's like with every season, if I'm going to be honest, yeah. there's things that have we have heard happened on season one, season three, also on season four yeah. that we know will never come out in the public, but it is bad and juicy. And <laughs> along with our season two, there, yeah. there were a lot of things on our season where oh my gosh, if people knew it would change, like it would change like everything, like what you think about certain people, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and like the stories that played out on, on TV, it would just be like, it would provide more like, I would say sympathy for other people, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's not our place to ever tell those stories, nor like, you know, I don't think those stories will ever come to light at this point, considering, you know, a year has passed since the show came out. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, it's not our place to say, and we know it and that's all that matters. But yeah, there's a man, things are just a little bit messy around here. (laughs) Yeah. A little messy. But anyways, that was, uh, that was our debrief and breakdown, Mm -hmm. um, of, of our last episode. I actually kind of want to start doing these more often, like breaking down our interviews on the next episode. So, but can I just say, start doing that. Uh, can I just say, I don't want this drama, though. Let me tell you. <laughs> I'm like, please, don't. I don't want it. Look, here's here's my thing. I don't think we're the drama. We just let our guests speak, speak. and talk and, you know, um, yeah. and then, you know, it's their prerogative to share what they want to share. And yeah. it is what it is. But, yeah. guys, interesting week, man. We were kind of like, <laughs> what is going on? So... <laughs> If you know anything, DM us. We'd love to like hear your thoughts on last week's episode as well. But we're going to move on to the main topic of the day. All right. So should we get into it? Should we get into the ultimatum queer love? Because ooh, I have so many thoughts on the first five episodes. Me too. Let's get into it. All right. Again, I just want to preface and say we just watched the first five episodes. We are just reacting and recapping based on what we've seen so far. We don't know the last five. So just keep that in mind. Like our opinions Mm -hmm. may change, you know, once we watch um, the remainder of of the season, which we will recap in next week's episode. But we just want to put it out there that this is just on episodes one through five. 
Dude, even just watching episodes one through five, my opinion has changed on so many people. So I can't even imagine by the end of this season how I'm going to feel. So I'm super excited about this. Okay, let's talk about our couples as they've arrived. So one of them is the ultimatum giver and one of them is the ultimatum receiver. So our couples are Xander and Vanessa, Lexi and Ray, Yoli and Mal, Sam and Ozzy and Mildred and Tiff. Woo. Okay. So we have five you couples. Like, you announce them like a sports team. You're like, yes, yeah, they are let's sports go. team. Who are we rooting for? Let's go. <laughs> Who are your favorites? Like first impressions. Let's go. Yeah. So right off the bat, I really loved Sam and Ozzy. I I don't know if it's because they're Asian, but just <laughs> Sam herself just gives off like really, really calm, good vibes. Um, mm-hmm. I liked Lexi in the beginning, so I thought she came off like very mature. And then Xander as well. Xander, she is like chef's kiss to me. Just like such <laughs> a, she just seems like a very kind, kind person. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What about you? Who were your like favorites? Honestly, it has to be Xander. I just love her. Um, but initially, I um, I was like, okay, she's cute. She's quiet, though, a little bit. So um, I was excited to get to know her. But really, uh, Lexi stood out to me a lot just because I think I just admire people who know what they want. And it seems like Lexi knows exactly what she wants. And she's not willing to compromise. So I just, I like that attitude about her. Um, but honestly, like every single couple had such good insights into why their relationship wasn't working or why or like what was lacking um in advancing the relationship so it was just really interesting to hear every single couple but i love yeah. that they like right no i felt like that too the the one person that kind of like rubbed me the wrong way off the bat is vanessa I like her personality. Like, I do like that she's loud, but I do think that she's kind of like, she comes off very full of herself. You see that um, the first day that all the, um, all the couples are kind of like dating each other. So I guess, I don't know if that counts as like the first day of the experiment type of thing. (laughs) Um, But when they're all dating each other and Vanessa says things like, she kind of sees it as a competition and she's like, everyone's going to love me. Um, I don't know. I was like, you kind of, it comes off like, it doesn't come off cute. It comes off more no. like annoying. <laughs> yeah. Can I just say, Vanessa, I uh, the one thing that put a bad taste in my mouth right away was when all the couples were talking about their relationships at that, like, the first day, essentially. Yeah, the Remember pool day. When she, the, no, not the pool day. Even before that, when they were talking about the issues in their relationship or who gave the oh, ultimate yes. and whatnot, after it ended... Vanessa looks over and Yoli's right next to her. She looks over at Mal and she's like, she said something to the effect of like, oh, we're going to date or I know we're going to be together or something like that. And I just thought it was so disrespectful for her to do that in front of Yoli. And you're right. As the dates went on, she seemed very um, confident, but it came off. I don't know. It put a bad taste in my mouth the way she was doing it, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's kind of was my issue. But despite that, she seemed to connect with a lot of people, especially with Ray and Lexi. Which is, is so interesting because interesting. Ray and Lexi are our partners or like yes. the original partners coming into the experiment. So I was like, hmm. I was like, well, um, there's going to be some conflict. <laughs> I actually thought uh, that Lexi and Vanessa were going to end up together like mm-hmm. initially. And then when they go on their like second or third date, Vanessa says she doesn't want marriage, couldn't mm-hmm. see her getting herself getting close to anyone. And then she also says, which I thought this was kind of like shitty on her part to say, she says she doesn't think Xander will find someone else because Vanessa says Xander would be asexual if not for her. So um, shady. I know. I was shady. like, that's, that's kind of fucked up. And then Lexi essentially like, calls her out for it and she goes yeah, oh she like you're just here to like date around knowing that you don't think like Xander will find anyone and you'll be like free to date around mm-hmm. um which I understand why like Lexi got mad at that because it is kind of shitty if you think about it but mm-hmm. I was thinking in my head like but <laughs> let's go Xander gave Vanessa the ultimatum so it's not like it was Vanessa's choice per se to like 
come into the experiment, it's because Xander wanted like Vanessa to, I think also like make a choice, like what she wanted, but also Xander to have the ability to see like what she wants to. So here's where I, here's where I, uh, my head is at with this. I rewatched that scene and in my head, I feel like if Xander issued the ultimatum, but Vanessa wasn't willing to grow in this experience, then she should have been like, you know what, Xander, I don't think I want to go and, and be a part of this experience. That's where I think I, um, I'm like, I don't understand Vanessa's perspective and the tone of her voice when she's talking to Lexi on this date, I think is so off-putting. And I think that's what set Lexi off, rightfully so, because she's just like being so nonchalant. She's like, "Ah, I don't think Mm. that I would ever grow closer to somebody in this experiment. I don't think Xander's ever going to find anyone else either. And then also she made like a puke face when she's like, oh, do you feel yourself that you could like be in a marriage after this and like the way she was doing it she's not even open to it she seems so closed off so it's like then why are you even here and why are you wasting our time that's the kind of like the tone I got so I was like yeah I I understand where Lexi's coming from so okay I I see that side too I just felt Mm -hmm. like it was a lot when Lexi calls Vanessa Voldemort and then called her a fake (laughs) person and says she's just trying to be like famous on this show I know that we kind of go hard on people who do love is blind to be like influencers or who we think are trying to be influencers. Mm-hmm. But the reason why I give almost Vanessa a pass, if that's the reason, again, I think Lexi doesn't know. I think she's just kind of saying it, but mm-hmm. again, Vanessa wasn't the one who gave the ultimatum. It was her partner, Xander. So I was like, you know, like Vanessa's just coming in and dating and going with the, you know, experience. And, and if she came in to be, Famous? Well, you know, at the end of the day, she wasn't the one who choose who chose to do the ultimatum ultimately. Like it was Xander, her partner, who like needed That's the experiment true. for their relationship. So that was my thoughts on it. Yeah. No, I, I totally understand that perspective too. She's just like, okay, let's just see what happens. If I grow in this and I change my mind, I do. If not, then it's fine. So there's like no pressure for her. She's just like, I'm just gonna have fun and and see what happens, essentially. Yeah. But and then Vanessa yeah. also has a little tiff with um, Yoli as well. Where did that even begin, to be honest? I think Yoli just didn't like her from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, because be Vanessa... Frank. So, um, you know, Vanessa gets... I know we're like moving ahead here, but Vanessa gets upset with Xander choosing Yoli as her, you know, trial wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Vanessa's upset because she says Yoli hasn't been nice to Vanessa. But I don't remember like seeing scenes of that happening unless I missed yeah. it. So I think it's yeah. something that must have been happening like kind of off camera. Yeah. And also um, I- I've seen a couple TikToks and like uh, some of the cast like answering questions. And I think they did say that there was a lot of context missing in the show. So I'm sure there's certain things that happened behind the scenes that wasn't shown. But do we want to tell our um, our listeners, the new couples, after they've gone on dates for the week, they uh, decided who they're going to be choosing for their trial marriage. And so the new couples now um, are Xander and Yoli, Mal and Lexi, Vanessa Ray, Sam and Tiff, and then Ozzy and Mildred. So just to set the stage... Now we're um, a week into this experience and they are going to be moving in with their um, trial marriage partners, which is such an interesting concept. Were you shocked by the matches? Uh, I didn't understand how the matches happened, but Tiff actually cleared this up on TikTok Live. So Mm -hmm. they said that, um, so the dinner where like the choice happens, Mm -hmm. uh, Tiff said that it was about eight hours long and they went around the table multiple times to find matches. So it wasn't just like this perfect, like I choose you, I choose you that happens on the show because um, one of the things that Tiff said, um, they said Sam picked Xander originally, but Xander declined. So I guess there was like, yeah. So there was um, different matches that were supposed to happen. I didn't realize it wasn't this like perfect, like, I choose this person. I choose this person. I know. It seems so amicable. (laughs) Wait, I really want to see the footage of all of that because I want to know what the the confusion was. Or like, 
I I don't know. I just want to see. I just want to see all the relationships yeah. unfold. Or like Ooh. what happened. Like how Sam was feeling. Yeah. The fact that she chose Xander and Xander didn't choose her back. Like yeah. Like and what, also, what does, is that embarrassing? I don't know. I'm sure because it also for Sam it was probably frustrating because remember when um you could see at the very end that Tiff obviously had to pick Sam, but. But they had a really big problem with that. Like, uh, they walked away and um, started crying about it. Yeah. Um, I think Tiff said it's because they were still in love with Mildred. So I get it. It's really hard. Um, Yeah. That was 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 really... That was a hard scene to watch because I was like, I'm sure all of them feel that way of like, yeah. how do you just like go from being with your partner one day and then the next day you are their ex having to like accept the fact that you're moving in with like a new partner, but also your original partners are moving in with new partners. Dude, um, I thought the the table uh, talk, I'm going to call it was so tough and I don't know if I'm strong enough to be able to be put in that position. So I really commend them on that because I couldn't imagine that somebody that I gave an ultimatum to or that I'm in a relationship with, like talking so highly of somebody else and how they find qualities in them that I'm lacking and that they could see a future with. I'd be like, absolutely not. Like, I am getting the <laughs> fuck out of here. There's no chance. Yeah. My Chelsea like, would never, I like, know. would never let me. <laughs> I'd be like putting up a fit. I'd be like, oh, yeah. like huffing yeah. and puffing at that table. Right. Which is funny because did you remember the moment when Vanessa called out Xander and was like, who were you dating? Who does she remind you of? Like, and yeah. I was like, Vanessa, calm down. But then I thought about it afterwards and I was like, I'd be kind of angry too. I get it. Honestly, it was really awkward when Lexi called out Vanessa and was like, I don't think like you're here for the right reasons. Um, And then got upset at Ray for still choosing Vanessa pretty much. Oh, yeah. um, As her her trial wife. Right. I forgot about that because she kind of was like, wait, why would you choose somebody that I have a problem with essentially? Yeah. And like, again, we just talked about it, how Vanessa also got um, mad at Xander for choosing Yoli, who Vanessa said, mm-hmm. um, you know, Yoli was was mean to her. I actually kind of understand like how they're feeling. I know it's unfair, but so you unfair. and I were talking about this. Like, yeah. if I was in their position, let's say it was me and Shane mm-hmm. and Shane choos- chooses a woman that was not kind to me. But like, if he chose another woman who was not kind to me, I would Mm -hmm. feel some sort of way. Cause yes, like him and I would be broken up, but like, you still are like, you owe me some loyalty. Like it's hard to get rid of that. Like those feelings. Yeah, I totally get it. And I guess I'm a little bit more submissive if that's the word to use, but I would feel some type of way about it. But I think it's totally unfair to say, oh, are you going to still pick them and like try to convince them not to. I think it's okay to be like, hey, this is upsetting that you're doing this, but I understand why. You know what I mean? I agree. Yeah, but I'm also not in the position and also, I, I'm not feeling what Vanessa's feeling. So it's easy for me to sit here and say that. But um, yeah, it, it, it just proves that there's a lot of emotions and a lot on the, on the line for, for all of these couples. Yeah. Again, mm-hmm. same. Like, logically, they shouldn't say it. Yeah. But I know if I was in the position, position I'd be like, you're not <laughs> oh, you choosing. Oh, you you would. You're not choosing her. I'd be like, hell no, over my dead body. I would like... Yeah, honey, you are a Pisces. You are emotional AF. You 100% would. I could only imagine. So I don't don't really believe in like... I mean, I wouldn't say I believe in astrology, but I don't like really... Like I don't understand it. But I will say as a person... (laughs) I don't know if this comes off across on like our season of Love's Wine. I am the most emotional person. <laughs> I go to zero to a hundred so damn fast. If that you logic goes out the door. Point, yeah. yeah. Like if you yeah. poke me enough and you're like, poke, poke, I'm like, I'll be like, okay, okay, okay. And then it's like, <laughs> boom. 
I'm like a fucking roller coaster. Like my anchor. It just like, like hits you so strong. Yeah. I'm so dead. I know if I was in at that table, I'd be like, I'm already in a, like a shitty position. My partner is yeah. about to choose someone to move in with. <laughs> oh, and they're choosing someone I don't like. Hell fucking no. I would like rip Dude. shit. <laughs> I yeah, I know you would. Um, I would be like silently suffering. <laughs> that's me. I'm like, fuck, I feel so emotional, but I can't express it. Like, that's me to a T. It's the Aquarius. It in is, me, baby. I know. Okay, okay, so but you know what? At based on the choices that were made, I think my the ones like I'm rooting for are Yoli and Xander. Mm-hmm. I also kind of hope like Lexi and Mal really work out. I feel like they have this like very calm connection. Yes. And quite honestly, because Sam, Ozzy, Mildred, and Tiff kind of, they were like, it felt like because they were the last choices, they're kind of like forced to pair up with each other. I feel like those are kind of just like friendship choices. Did you get that same feeling? 100% got the same feeling. And I forgot to mention this, but Mal is also one of my favorites. I Like you said, she has such a calming presence about her. And she's like, yeah, like I'm ready to like explore what happens. Like, I don't know. I just really liked her um, aura, even though it was through a television screen. <laughs> um, but you're right. I am really rooting for Xander and Yoli because it, they seem to have a lot of chemistry and it's so evident in these first five episodes. Like I was like, Dang. yes, like I was like, I could feel the chemistry here. What well, like, it, but I didn't expect it. I really didn't expect it. Um, at first I was just like, oh, they're comfortable with each other, but even on their dates, I don't know. I guess Xander really did connect with Yoli the most (laughs) of all the dates, but yeah, I'm rooting for them. And Mal and Lexi, I'm really surprised by them because I thought it was going to be more of a romantic connection. Okay. Same. Right. But it ended up being more platonic than it was. It was like more emotional support than there was a physical connection is like that's the kind of the vibe I got no I agree I thought that they would be more romantic and I I thought it was going to be more romantic during like the first like three episodes but Mm -hmm. by episode five when you know it's their for their last night together just like Mm -hmm. the way they're talking it just I was like okay this is more you're right like a more of like a this supporting friendship type of thing so there was an incident um, with, not an incident, there was an intimacy moment with Vanessa and Ray where Vanessa consensually um, penetrates Ray. And immediately after, the next morning, Ray gets out of bed and texts Lexi this. What did you think about that? Like, I want to get your opinion on it. Um, I feel like I would do the same thing. Quite honestly, if I was in it, I mean, yeah, because I feel like when you become physically intimate with someone, it's like a different type of boundary cross. Like I understand the entire experiment, but I don't think things are black and white. I don't think you could be with someone like in a relationship, then Mm -hmm. break up with them and then go into this trial marriage with a new person. Like I, mm-hmm. I understand that's the experiment, but it's in terms of feelings, it's not that like black and white, you can't just shut off and not, I think it was Ray's way of being honest with Lexi. Right. Yes. Because just because there's a label on a relationship doesn't mean that changes your feelings for somebody. Right. And yeah. that's the whole thing about it. It's like, okay, just because we're exes now, do I lose your trust? Do I, Um, is like, are your feelings for me changed or different in any other way? So I did. Okay. I, you're right. Um, now that you just said that I do agree that Ray should have been honest because Lexi and Ray had, um, an unspoken rule that, you know, yes, lean into the experience, but physicality is kind of off the table. Like I trust you and you trust me. And so you're right. I think in the sense that, um, Ray was feeling so guilty. So that's why she kind of she was like, I, ha- I have to tell her. And um, honestly, I, yeah, you're right. I understand it. And can I just say Mal is the MVP of this situation. The way she was so supportive, the way she just listened to Lexi and not got upset with her for, for not like being like, oh, then what about our connection? Like, are you not like focused on that? Are you more focused on Ray? And so I thought that was just, I don't know, really cool of Mal. Yeah. But I think that's what, that's where it made me realize, like, I don't think they have like some 
like this romantic relationship than it than is it's portrayed on the show. Right. Like there's moments like like when, when Mal yeah, when Mal and Lexi are cuddling, but also when Mal meets Lexi's parents, like you mm-hmm. and they keep throwing out like I love you, I love this person, but then I think it's like moments like the one that you just described, like Mal being really supportive of Lexi and mm-hmm. also kind of like their last night together, as we just talked about, that made me realize I don't think there's like a huge romantic connection there. Yeah. And you know what I thought originally? I just realized that Mal is not very um, physical, like when it comes to her love language, like uh, physical touch. I don't, I didn't think that it was her love language, but that's why I was holding out hope that there probably could be a physical or like a, a romantic connection because I don't know, Mal just like expresses her love differently is what I assumed. But you can see clearly that by the end of these five episodes that they just have a really strong friendship. Yeah. And it's not anything. What did you think about Lexi and Yoli kind of going into Vanessa about having consensual penetration with Ray? Dude, that was so uncomfortable to watch for me because I almost felt like they were shaming her. I know. For just like leading into the experience. And I think um, Lexi was um, placing blame on Vanessa when her anger should be really geared towards Ray. Because listen, Vanessa doesn't owe you anything, right? At the end of the day, you came into this experience, Lexi, with Ray. And that's who you should be very much upset with. That's what I thought, too. I feel like I didn't like the fact that Lexi and Yoli were like kind of like pressuring Vanessa to talk about it. Yeah. Um, and then again, Lexi says something like, if it was Yoli, I wouldn't be mad, but it's because mm-hmm. it's you. And I'm yeah. like, okay, like at this point now, you're just kind of like bullying Vanessa. Like, let's be real. Like Ray is mm-hmm. an adult and that yeah. is your partner. And if you're going to be like, why are you? mad at Vanessa. Uh, what I really hated about Yoli in this moment, I'm not going to lie, um, is yep. when Yoli is like pressuring Vanessa to talk about the consensual penetration mm-hmm. with Ray. But then at the dinner, at the end of like this like trial marriage at the dinner that they have, Vanessa asks Yoli if she was physically intimate with um, Xander. And Yoli's like, I don't want to talk about this or I don't need to talk about it. Something like that. And I was like, okay, yes. like what the fuck? It's very hypocritical of Yoli because she's been yeah. the most physically involved with her partner. I was like, wait, where is the animosity towards Vanessa coming from? And it just goes into that mentality of like, when there's one person that you don't like, it's easy to just jump on the bandwagon and like, you know, gang up on someone. And listen, yeah. Vanessa is not my favorite person. <laughs> but in those moments, I was like, oh, I think we're like... I think we need to give her, cut her some slack because she's really just being herself and like, yeah, and that's what it is. But I know yeah, it felt like Yoli, it felt like Yoli was just kind of like blindly following Lexi at that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I didn't like it. I think what she actually said at the dinner was like, I, we're choosing not to talk about it, but I was all like, yeah. why didn't you extend that same grace to Vanessa? Right. I mean, again, it was Vanessa's well, choice to talk about it. I get it. But if you look at the, or hear the conversation, they're definitely like, pressuring her and like bringing it up, kind of forcing her to talk about it. And well, I don't I know. The the reason for that, I think, is because Vanessa was put in a really shitty position. She didn't even have the choice not to speak about it because Ray already told Lexi while Vanessa was sleeping. Like Vanessa just had no choice. And she's like, well, now I have to talk about it because I'm put in this position. Maybe Vanessa didn't want to talk about it, but she didn't no, have that's the what option I was to saying. choose. Yeah. Yeah, like... Dude, um, it was actually really cool to see how the couples were interacting and kind of living together. And there were some hard moments there. I think the one that really stood out to me was the conflict between Tiff and Sam. And it seems like Sam is just like a very mellow, like calming presence, whereas Tiff is like kind of the opposite. I don't know. Them living together was kind of tough for me because I don't know. Sam was just like so considerate and understanding even when um, even when Tiff wanted to bring her dog into the home to live with them. And she was like, yeah, that's totally fine. But my boundary is like, I don't know if the dog should sleep in bed with me. And that kind of set Tiff off so much. I was like, whoa, like where did this like 
intensity come from all of a sudden? Okay, so after we got to know Mildred, after seeing Ozzy and Mildred live together and seeing the way like Mildred communicates where she also goes like zero to hundred and is just Mm -hmm. kind of like, just kind of like mean in the way she talks. I, I like understand why um, Tiff goes from zero to 60 as well. I feel like it's the way that they like, she's just... I feel like it's a way they learned to communicate with their partner type of thing. Like the way Tiff Mm -hmm. learned to communicate with Mildred. That is just my assumption. But yeah, Yeah. that was really hard to watch too, because I was all like, they should not be going zero to 60 on Sam. Like that, I felt like that was so uncalled for when Mm -hmm. we see Tiff like yelling at Sam about their dog. Yeah. You know what's um, an interesting connection also is that Sam was like very equipped to deal with that situation. Even though Ozzy comes off as uh, calm, Ozzy is actually also like very avoidant when it comes to conflict. And you can tell that um, Sam is used to Ozzy's behavior. And I think that's what helped her um, figure out her uh, situation with Tiffany. Ozzy actually surprised me the most because I didn't realize that Ozzy had another side where, um, I don't know, where Ozzy's just really avoidant in in the behaviors, I guess. Like, what did you think? I don't know. It. I was just surprised by, by Ozzy. I completely agree. I was shocked at how avoidant Ozzy is. So when Ozzy moves out because Ozzy is clashing with Mildred... Mm-hmm. And Ozzy just writes a letter to Mildred being like, you know, I'm moving out pretty Peace much. Out. <laughs> I was like, that uh, is not the way to do it. It's like Ozzy just completely avoided having the conversation that Ozzy is moving out and Ozzy just left. I yeah. I understand why Ozzy left, though. Me too. I get it. Because watching the scenes with Ozzy and Mildred was, like, even a lot for me. Mm-hmm. I felt like Mildred was, like, completely overwhelming Ozzy. Yes. At the same time, Ozzy just kind of just... <laughs> it's that avoidant behavior. It's that avoidant behavior that I'm... It, I was like, whoa. But also, you're right. Like, Mildred just has really strong opinions. And Ozzy said it best... In one of the episode, it's the tone of voice. And I completely related to that because it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And Mildred is just really strong, comes on very strong. And I think it was a lot for Ozzy to handle. And Ozzy's like, bye. Yeah. Ain't dealing with I, this. <laughs> exactly. Look, I, I get, uh, I have nothing against people with strong opinions. I think that we do, but I think, again, it comes comes back to like how you say it. But yep. I think with Mildred, she just doesn't allow someone to have the ability to speak, but it's also the tone of her voice. It's hard because I was like, I don't, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, right? It's just different communication styles. It's just right. very different from like how I communicate and also mm-hmm. how I like to be communicated to. Like Mildred even overwhelmed me just watching yeah. her on the scene, watching her kind of like, kind of like, talk to Ozzy in a condescending way. Yes. Even though, again, Ozzy shouldn't be so damn avoidant, but right. it was hard to watch. Yeah, and even with me, like I'm a very patient person in relationships and I'm very understanding and I will put my feelings aside, but you're right. Even when I even got stressed out by Mildred and I would be like, I don't know if I'd be able to control my emotion. So I understand Ozzy's perspective on just of being avoidant because Ozzy's like, oh, you know what? I don't care. You know, I'm just going to like leave the situation. So I totally got it. But damn, like these relationships are very, it's a lot. It's a lot, but I can see how Tiff and Mildred both have similar communication styles of just like, kind of like you said before, going from zero to 100 so quickly. So after the trial marriages end, they have that dinner in episode five. Um, I, I did think that it was interesting how Sam came to Mildred's defense a little bit when Mildred is talking about how it impacted her when Ozzy just moved out. 
Um, Mildred mm-hmm. says like, you know, this is, this has happened to me before where people just kind of, was it like abandoning me or just like leaving me like family members? And she goes, Mildred, it reminded me yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Sam says, you know, it just like comforts um, Mildred. And I was like, okay, I think it's, it, it's interesting because I think Sam gets it. She goes, I yeah. like, I know Ozzy's avoidant and right. Um, and, and Mildred really needs somebody, even though things get hard, she needs somebody to prove to her that people are going to stay because her history has been that people have left her. So, yeah. yeah. And she's been divorced before too, right? Mildred. Yeah. I think she actually has a son. Mm-hmm. I was shocked at how much love there is between Xander and Yoli. Um, I feel like Vanessa is now fighting for Xander because Vanessa is in a position where she doesn't have a romantic relationship, not with Ray at least, while Mm -hmm. you see Xander kind of thriving in a relationship with Yoli, which I'm sure was unexpected for Vanessa. So did you feel that way when Vanessa's like, I'm going to fight for you or I'm going to fight for what I want? I was like, where is this coming from? Because before you were just like, let me date around. Let me, you know, kind of explore all these relationships. And then Xander does the same. Yeah, I agree. I think um, Vanessa... I don't know where that came from because it seemed like she wanted her connection with Ray to grow, but like she realized that it's just going to be just fun and games. But I think when she realized that Xander had an actual connection, it probably scared her. Um, I don't know. It, it, it was a really interesting thing to watch, but I was very surprised by Yuli and Xander and how intimate their conversations were and their, um, you know, physical affection was very strong. I was like, wow, they are actually connecting, which made me, I don't know, I appreciated it. But it's also like, oh, I feel for them because like what's going to happen when they go back to their original partners? I don't know. It was a, yeah, I don't know. Okay, this is my prediction. I think that Xander and Yoli are going to end up together. So I don't think Vanessa and Xander are going to make it. I think like Xander's connection with Yoli opened her eyes that there's, you know, there's people who actually want to commit out there. I think Mal and Yoli, obviously, I think they're not going to work out. I think Mal's going to be really hurt when she realizes. I want to dig deep into that uh, thought you just had because... Remember um, in these episodes when Mal was like, Yoli has a tendency to just water the grass where she's at kind of thing, right? Oh, right. Remember that? That's why I don't know because Yoli could just be not people pleasing, but she's just like, I'm going to love in the moment. I'm going to love everyone kind of situation. So I don't know. I feel like that's always in the back of my mind with Yoli because yeah, that's what t- uh, that's what Mal said. Mal um, said Yoli has had amazing connections with every single ex of hers. So why am I different? Why am I unique? Why You're do you right. want to me? So I don't know. I don't know. Ooh, okay. We'll just have to see about that. I think yeah. Sam and Ozzy are meant to be. I think yes. quite honestly, I think Ozzy just Ozzy just needs to learn to be less avoidant. And I don't know how you learn that or how to like better your communication skills, but yeah. Um, Uh, Honestly, after knowing a little bit about Mildred and kind of how she kind of goes from like zero to a hundred, I don't think her and Tiff are going to work out. I don't think they should be together to be honest with you. They're too much alike in the sense of like how they deal with conflict, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then... Ray and Lexi, uh, I I could actually see them working at the end of the at the end of the experiment. Yeah, I think I do too. I think um, Lexi's Lexi's very interesting to me because the pro, her pro, progression has been very like obviously she's very confident in what she wants, um, but I don't know. I don't know. Ray seems to be a little bit more on the iffy side of it. And you know what's interesting that, you know, when Ray's like, the fear of forever scares me. And I just wish that people would ask them why. 
why does that scare you? Like the fear of being with one person forever. That sounds like a dream to me. The hopeless romantic in me is like, let's go forever and a thousand years later after that. But I just, I wonder why it scares her. I really wish I could ask her. Maybe we will, but it's just I don't interesting. Know. It, it does. It pieces me. It, it scares me too, because really? I know that I have, I have, I feel like I have loved like so many people, not so many people, but you know what I'm saying? Like romantically mm-hmm. loved yeah. people. And I was all like, how does that happen? Where you could like love someone and fall out of love with them. And like, why does society say we have to stay with someone for like the rest of our lives from the time we marry them? I don't know, but I'm not saying it scares me to like not marry, but I was all like the concept of it is like, if you're in a position where you have loved more than Mm -hmm. one man in your life, I think your thoughts go to like, am I missing out on, you know, like other men? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what I just said because I was like, no, I, I understand what you're saying because I see the perspectives. I think for me, it's when you go through life with that one person and you choose to, you choose them every single day. And you're like, I want to continue loving you through your flaws. I want to continue loving you through the hard things. I think it speaks volume, but at the same time, it's not for everyone. And love just looks differently with every partner. Honestly, I think when I look back on my previous relationships, I don't think that I was in love. I think. I don't know. Every time I find someone new, I feel like I'm like, oh my God, this is what love should feel like. And it evolves every single time. So you're right. I mean, people just need to go with their instincts and there's not one answer to it, right? Yeah. But I I loved these five episodes. We are recapping the um, next five on our next episode. Ooh, but I cannot wait send us an email, DM us, comment with your thoughts on out of the pods. If you felt the way we did, or if there's something you disagreed with what we said on this podcast, cause we'd love to hear it. Um, yes. and yeah, you want to close us off deep D? Yeah, let's do it. And just like Natalie just said, please continue sending all your comments and your questions to our Instagram page of out of the pods. Cause we would love to know all of your thoughts about this uh, season. Yeah. And make sure that you leave a review and subscribe. We love reading your reviews. They have been so, so nice and supportive. See you next Monday. Bye.